Welcome back to the Lift Your Life podcast with the squads. We're back for another Q&A, which apparently these Q&As are going down very well. When I've been asking people what they're enjoying, Q&As are going good. So hence why I've asked you. The only reason you're here, because people say they're enjoying it. But... I mean, people like us. Aww. Must be. Aww. No, we're not, we're not going to do this whole, how, you know what, I genuinely hate it, right, when people do these Q&A podcasts, right, I'm like, how are you? And so you've just spoken clearly for at least five to ten minutes before you press record, mate, so. Yeah, we've literally just been chatting for ten minutes. And it's always like, I'm good, how are you? How have you guys been? How's your week? I'm, I'm good. Okay, let's record the podcast. It's like, no, no one cares, right? We've <laughs> just been chatting about, I was chatting about the fact that I was late to the podcast because I was hungry and because I'm going to the cinema tonight. Um, I'm going to watch the new Mean Girls and I don't know how I feel about it. Oh, I kind of want to see it, though. I'm intrigued. I will give you a full review because Imogen wants to go, hence why we're going. I probably wouldn't have picked it, but I'm like, it's, it's classic, you know? Do you, do you mess with the classic? That's what I'm yeah, that, that's my thoughts behind it. I'm like, the, the original is so good. Yeah, I, oh. I don't know. But because I don't know, have a clue when I'm going to eat, what I'm going to eat, I was like, I best have something. So I had a cheeky bagel. And then we've been chatting about sort of revamping, just a few things behind the scenes, which is exciting very oh, exciting but um yeah so we, we won't bore you with all our secret plans because we're not gonna tell you anyway so we'll, we'll just give you some some hopefully some educational stuff in in the form of a um a podcast q a so first question oh it's a lengthy one um did we answer this one no we haven't but i'm guessing no we haven't we answered some similar ones last week which was wait correct me if we haven't answered this because i'm not sure if we have tips on managing diet talk in january i feel really pleased my own progress but we'll hear people claiming they've lost x amount of pounds in a week and can't find myself getting a bit triggered and hung up on scale weight even though i know it isn't everything how do you not compare yourself to other people's progress essentially did we answer that last week or is it just something similar because i can't that really rings a bell i feel like yeah. we might have answered that yeah i do as well we did answer quite a lot about... I usually highlight all the ones that we've answered. So I'm like, have I made an, an error here? I mean, let's just... If pe- let's just take... We could take something from it in case we haven't, and I feel really bad. I guess <laughs> maybe about comparing to other people's progress. We could yeah. put some value on that. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go first. Go on, <laughs> go on. Go on, then. Um, yeah, so comparing yourself to, to others' progress... It's important to know and realise that not everyone is going to progress at the same rate. Everyone is totally different. So, and it depends how you're looking at progress as well. Like, you might think that someone looks as though, you know, I'm going to talk in a sense of like fat loss. Someone may look as though they are dropping body fat, but they could be absolutely miserable while they're doing it because they are restricting themselves. Whereas you could be someone who has still progressing with their fat loss it's maybe not as quick as you would like to see it but you are not restricting yourself you're still allowing yourself to you know enjoy yourself be social things like that it just it's just person dependent and I think you just have to try not to to look at things as if it's black and white if that makes sense I would say right if you're comparing someone's rapid fat loss Typically, when you see in rapid fat loss, it's overly restrictive. The person's probably not going to be feeling their best self in terms of energy, in terms of just mood. Just ask simple questions to yourself. Is that what I want for me? Yes, everyone wants to see the, the numbers, right? Of course, everyone wants to see the quickest results possible. Anyone who says the don't is an absolute liar. But is that what you actually want your life to look like? Is that how you want to spend the next X amount of weeks? If the answer is no, 
and it's not a healthy compar not the comparison I, I genuinely feel is generally that healthy anyway but I think using that and just going okay yeah they've lost this but what else have they lost in in having to do that in terms of like mental well-being in terms of like social occasions and things like that is that what you want for yourself and I'm guessing most people listening to this are going to go, no, I still want to have some drinks and I still want to actually have some energy and, you know, sex drive and all this stuff that, you know, you do lose when you extreme diet, right? So that's what I would personally say is not just, don't just look at what they lose in terms of numbers, but think what else are they having to sacrifice to get that and think, do you want that for you? Any words of wisdom, Leon? Are you just kind of like... <laughs> I was just like taking it all in there. No, like, I think, yeah, to sum it up, basically, you know, progress takes so many different forms, isn't it? And you don't know what's going on beyond the scale weight that they're bragging about. So, um, yeah. And as we know, slow and steady is sustainable in the long run. And that's what does win the race. So, yeah, that's it as well, because I think if, if you're comparing yourself to someone who is saying, oh, I've dropped like this amount of weight and, and this much time, the chances are, if it's been really quick, it's unsustainable, they're restricting themselves, and nine times out of ten, they're going to give up in a few weeks' time and end up back where they started anyway because it's just been unsustainable. That's it. That's 100%. it. But this is what they've lost now, but that doesn't mean that they're going to keep that off for the next X amount. Yeah. It's all about learning yeah. how to do it while still living your life because you're not going to get to the end of you know, your, your dieting phase and completely stop because then you're just going to end up back where you were. You need to live your life whilst doing. I was saying this to someone yesterday, actually, on a consultation, basically saying that how your fat loss phase should look shouldn't be very drastically different to your maintenance phase because then that transition period, that transition period is the bit where most people get wrong, right? Like most people manage to lose fat, but they don't keep it off. Why? Because that transition period is going from one thing to another, so one world to another. Whereas if you can keep it very similar, then, then you sustain it because it's like a very smooth transition versus this massive, you know, now I can eat pizza, now I can go out. And, you know, it's the best way to do it for sure. So, yeah, I think we've answered that. I'm <laughs> actually not sure if we did answer that last week. No, I just scroll through the questions and there's just obviously a lot of chat around January. I mean, now we're in February, right? But yeah, what I've noticed... It could have been something from one of our Elevate webinars. Well, no, because it won't be in that folder, mate. I'm very, very strategic on what questions... Oh, yeah. Don't you dare question my admin like that, mate. <laughs> oh, God. How dare you? How dare you think that I might post the wrong question in the wrong document? <laughs> it could have been one of us. It's true. It could be. <laughs> yeah, could be. could be. Um, What was I going to say on top of that? But I feel like the January talk is starting to, like, go right which is thank god but what mm. i'm seeing now is i'm actually gonna write an email i'm writing an email about this to send next week is i've seen it a few in my inboxes i'm still subscribed to like a few fitnessy things i need to unsubscribe you know when you need to unsubscribe and you don't you just get these random emails come through and it's like, so much shape and um there's loads now and it's like so many days till summer so many months left till summer you know, when you're going to start yeah. thinking about it, it's like, just fuck off. Because that's going to be the next thing, right? Like, now you need to get your body ready for summer because apparently that's what we need to do. And it's like, fuck, <laughs> can, we, can we never not be happy? Take a break. <laughs> so I think there's then being aware about messaging as well that's going to be a thing. And again, do you want to spend the next X amount of months living in extreme just to look, feel good for two days, you know? Is that what you want for yourself? You know, it's questioning that as well, I think. Yeah. Because that'll be the next thing. Cool. Next question. This is definitely a new one for the body. 
Top tips for juggling two young children, work, and all of that when the husband is away with work. Don't have kids. <laughs> this is one of my clients, actually, so I don't know if I'll let you use. That is a lot. Mm -hmm. I would just say, first things first, is absolutely managing expectations. Yeah. Maybe what you could commit to when the husband was there to support you is going to be hella different to what you can commit to now. And it's like we always say, right, 100% is not going to look the same every single day. So you're 100%. Let's say when your husband could support you, you're 100% was, you know, being able to make loads of, you know, freshly cooked foods because you can help each other out. He's watching them while you go to the gym. You know, again, he's supporting them. You're going out on walks together or whatever. And you can do all these things. But now, you know, can't go on long walks because that maybe maybe they don't want to come with you or whatever. You can't just leave them in the house. Kind of really appropriate. Same with the gym. Um, and obviously the same with like cooking, right? Might become a bit harder. But rather than thinking about all the things that you can't do, just go, well, what is actually manageable for me at this moment in time? And just reduce your expectations. So maybe it is, do you know what? I might end up making a bit more of a process shoving the oven tea. That's okay. Maybe I can do, uh, are they a home workout or a gym person? Do you remember? We switch between depending on when the oh, husband. Right, so the me. expectation of going to the gym. No, 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 it's not. Yeah. Whereas the expectation of, you know, doing some home workouts, that's going to be more appropriate. So I think it is just trying to almost see your standards when you have that support and not as two different things and understanding that that's going to look very different and then your best looks very different um, given what's going on for you. That's what I would say. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I say, just controlling what you can and managing your expectations. Like don't expect to be able to do things exactly the way that you were doing them when you had that extra support because it's just not... It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not no. And that's okay. Like you don't have to be the same all the time. You can like switch things up. That's fine. Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty much it. And then I guess just don't be so hard on yourself as well. Like raising two kids is like really hard work, especially obviously by yourself, you know, part of the time. Um, so that is a hell of a lot to deal with. And I think, yeah, just be a bit like a bit kinder to yourself. Take the pressure off. Um, you got this. I really look after myself. <laughs> as well what I would say this person maybe as well as I don't know how how big they are on it on like social media is maybe who are they following on social media as well because that can cause that basis of comparison right if they're like seeing all these people who are like in the gym every single day no days off kind of I mean we, we all hate that vibe anyway but if you're seeing that there's no comparison whereas maybe if you follow other like you know there are other like coaches and fitness accounts or even just like influencer accounts that are mums that talk about like you know the busyness of being a mum and the reality of being a mum and stuff and maybe if you can actually see that like okay there's more people actually who are kind of going through similar shit to me here and feeling these feels that really helps mm -hmm. like actually having that common humanity because if you're just constantly seeing maybe people like us guys who don't have kids who can kind of go to the gym when we want you're going to feel inferior even though you're absolutely not so sometimes actually looking at like people that you know you're engaging with and following with like try and get people who are maybe similar to you because that really helps I think as well yeah Oh. I absolutely can't relate like I say this to clients all the time like I can empathize fully but I can't really relate of course I can't so yeah. I'm not gonna try and pretend that I can't absolutely cool superhuman you're superhuman all right because I couldn't okay. do it I've got one dog and that's bad enough mate like single dog my life's hard so kudos <laughs> <to me. laughs> um okay we've got one from Rachel would you rather Disney style would you rather ring bells with Quasimodo or paint walls with Rapunzel. I thought that was quite an easy one, mate, but... That's quite cute, isn't it? Paint wall, for sure. Yeah, I'd go Rapunzel, because Quasimodo's always kind of creeped me out. Yeah. Is it just about as ring bells with Quasimodo sound a bit like... 
a bit saucy. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Like, okay. Um, no, I like, I think painting walls with, I've also, that thing quite fun, wouldn't it? Just to like, you know, paint a wall and stuff. Great. Oh, I hate painting. Yeah, but we're not saying <laughs> paint it like accurately. You can just doodle what, you know, whatever's on your mind. Like, like, on. like Laura was here, you know, you could just do it. <laughs> Linda, Linda was here. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, that was an easy one. Thanks, Rachel. We love your little Q&A things. Okay, cool. Next one. Next one. How to not cave to a takeout on a weekend with all the ease and temptation. So just for context with this client, she works like really long days on a weekend. So obviously when she gets home, very easy, very convenient. The place where she works, lots of things that she could just grab, you know, McDonald's, pizzas, those sort of things. How do you not cave? It's forward planning, isn't it, at this point? Like getting something prepped ready for when you come in after those shifts. And you can have like very takeaway-esque meals. Like, you know, you can get those single serve pizzas, which are like 500 calories. Um, and they are so good. Take like 15 minutes when you do get in from work. Um, it is just planning and prepping, I guess, at this point. Yeah, I would, I would kind of say the same. Like I've also like without knowing like other circumstances like if there's kids and things like that that she has to tend to when she's back um but yeah if you're in the position to be able to just like have something prepared beforehand especially if you know that that these are going to be long shifts and if you know that this is something that you do struggle with having things in your house that you've either prepared or things that are a bit more convenient that you can just grab and put in the oven because like that's fine you don't have to be cooking like meals that take you 20, 30, 40 minutes a night, like we don't. Like hands up like none of us. Um <laughs> yeah, just having things that are a bit easier to grab. Like even like like Lucy said like the other question there, if it is a bit more processed now and again, that's okay. Like you don't have to be eating like the most immaculate, amazing meals all the time. Like sometimes you you do just have to go with convenient things and that's that doesn't mean that you're not like still making progress and still doing well mm. and I guess that we go back to like the mindset side of things as well it's that whole remembering your why like is getting a takeaway like yeah it's really easy and I'm going to be satisfied in the short term but is that going to align with your long-term goals like the way that question came across you already know that come the next day like it sounds like you know that like come the next day you're going to be feeling pretty rubbish about your takeaway choice the night before so it's like well do you want to feel like that like is that something you want to do and it comes back to our good old friend the pause and kind of sitting back and thinking you know do I want to do this does it align with my goals like yeah. and most of the time it would be a no <laughs> that's it, that's it. And you, you basically hit the nail on the head because what I said where I was like right so what are the th what are the three things you kind of mentioned there that are the, the issue the ease convenience the temptation so ease and convenience leaning into that right like why do you have to go and make this extravagant meal why do you have to make something complex like you can still have something easy and you know convenient like you can still do that and with temptation as well like it's actually going well do you have something to look forward to when you get home because i would agree right if you've planned some chicken salad which to be fair can be nice but chicken salad versus deep dish barbecue pizza okay gosh you're gonna go for barbecue pizza well that's gonna be a very difficult choice point for you versus deep dish barbecue pizza but you've actually got something at home to really look forward to maybe it's one of your favorite meals maybe it's a you know there's lots of like lower calorie you know shop bought pizzas one saves you some money two slightly lower in calories so you can actually make it fit into your day easier 
well, you can look forward to that, but that's nice, you know? So it's actually looking at that as well. Like, have you, are you actually going to be satiated by what you've got at home? Or are you just trying to be good? And you're like, I'm just going to have like some chicken and sweet potatoes and vegetables. Well, mate, that's, that temptation is then going to be a lot stronger because the other option is not as desirable. So it's actually mm -hmm. making your, your option more desirable as well. Because then that choice point becomes less intense because there's less te temptation, so to speak. So, yeah. I love pizza. What's your favourite? What's your go-to pizza choices? If you had to put anything on a pizza, what would you mm. Barbecue base. Yes. yes. Barbecue base. Yes. Favourite. Um, to be fair, though, there's a, so there's a same chippy near us, and if we ever order pizza, we normally now get it from here rather than like a Domino's or that because it's so, so expensive. Um and their their pizza is it's got smoked sausage on it and chips and it's i know oh. it sounds weird it is incredible it's like my favorite pizza it's, it's not barbecue base as well which is weird for me to actually like a pizza that's barbecue that's not barbecue base but so good sounds awful no it's incredible like you, you guys need to come and like stay over and we'll order it it's so good i'm also rather intrigued by your choice of dialect there right to me it's <laughs> A chippy, oh, what am I getting slagged for now? A chippy is fish and chips. Yeah, but you like some chippies do pizzas as well. Like our chip shops. chippies sell. do pizzas. No, they don't. They do. Fish, they do. Fish and chips just pretty much do fish and chips. That's a good chippy. Then if it's take if it's having then it's just a takeaway, isn't it? If it's got like pizza and all that. Yeah, no. it's a fish and chip shop though. No, no, no. I think also does pizzas. No, where is it? I think this is absolutely wrong, and I feel this is something we're gonna have to put a poll after this podcast about because I'm so weird. Mm, definitely, it's called just... fish and chips because like, I'm thinking if that we've got two yeah. fish and chip shops in town and they both sell like pizzas and stuff as well, but they've got like pizzas, kebabs, like, like, no, yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah, like everything. No, we this must be a Yorkshire thing then because we yeah. have weirdos fish and chip shops that just just do fish and chips and that's their speciality is this not a thing is this not a thing in where you live? i don't know if it's because like i'm from a small town so we don't have like you know tons of stuff maybe if you went into the city center there would be like chip shops that just sell fish and chips but our chip shops sell everything i mean i, I can speak from like literally anywhere i've been if i've got like a chippy they do everything. yeah yeah no. I was thinking like cheeseburgers and like fried chicken. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hamburgers, like battered hamburgers and battered sausages and that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and battered Mars I've never tried them, but battered Mars bars. Are you guys living on a different fucking planet to me? Like, what is going on? I think you're the one living on a different planet, mate. Definitely. Yeah. Biggest one. We're going to have to talk about this on Instagram because I'm so like intrigued. Oh, dear. See, the thing is we actually have like in our local community group where i live there is like this massive controversy about the there's like three or four local fish and chip shops that just shell fish and chips that's all they're just shell fish and chips <laughs> what a funny phrase um but there's like loads of arguments about which one's the best but all they sell is fish and chips right that's a bit boring how do they stay in business well there's four of them so evidently very well interesting taking to Instagram about this, but this I, I, like see if I get a chippy I'm very rarely order fish and chips that's really funny because when you've been talking about getting like chippies before I've just literally assumed oh you mean fish and chips okay cool that's a good choice but now I'm like well what the hell have you ordered then no. 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 Yeah. So it's, it's very weird I'm, 
I, I didn't I'm meet a bit gobsmacked. I am as well. I'm, I'm quite like if you go to the seaside, there's fish and chip shops that just sell fish and chips. That's what we have. That's what we, we have. We start talking about salt and sauce. What? Oh yeah, I, I remember you telling me about this. That's an idea. That's definitely so. Like chippies do salt and vinegar. Well, well is this is this just any shop now that sells takeaway items, or is this a fish and chip shop? Right, what are you on a chippy? A chippy that does chippy stuff. <laughs> they, do, they do salt and vinegar, right? But in Edinburgh, you get salt and sauce. And I never knew until I was like, I don't know, maybe like 11 or 12 that it was just an Edinburgh thing. And I was staying at Manny's near Glasgow and we were getting a chippy. And uh, I was like, oh, can I get salt and sauce? She's like, you can get salt and vinegar. And I was like, no. But yeah, that's the downside of living in Glasgow now. I can't get, can't get salt and sauce with my chippy. <laughs> I'm shook. I'm absolutely. I don't know what's going on, but anyway, <laughs> if you are listening to this, please, please DM us and let us know what it's like in your area. I'm so intrigued. What's going on here and what's what's Put on your stories and taggers? Oh, I'm I'm putting a story box straight after this. I need to know, but I'm also if people miss the story, please DM us because I'm I, just, I feel like I need to know. I feel like I need to know this. Change my life. Cool. Um, can you cover? It wasn't a question, but. We can make it a question. It just said possibly cover those that may be negative about the journey we are on and how you can rise above it. Because this person, um, she basically she's quite she's really quite new to really working on herself, which is absolutely incredible. And she experienced some quite you know negative comments like why are you doing this, this that and the other. So when this obviously arises, because there will be people right that are going to be negative on your journey, how do you rise above it? I think. There's always going to be people that don't understand what you're doing. There's always going to be those people. And I think looking at it, it's remind yourself why you're doing it. You're doing it to better yourself. So why wouldn't people that care about you want you to better yourself as well? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like dying in the corner. <laughs> like, press the mute button, press the mute button. I drank water and went down the wrong hole. I was like, no, um, I totally lost my train of thought there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like there's always going to be people that don't get, they don't understand why you're doing what you're doing. And at the end of the day, you just have to remind yourself why you're doing it. Like, what are you wanting out of it? What are you wanting to, to gain from it? And it is to be a better version of yourself. It's to be happier, healthier, all these different things. And at the end of the day, who cares what anyone else thinks? Yeah. And it makes me wonder kind of where their comments are coming from. Are they coming from their own insecurities as well in the sense that like, why am I not doing that? Like, you know, it's how good is it that she's focusing on herself? Like, why can't I do that? Or yeah, but kind of yeah. yeah, it is tricky because I think we've all been there that you've had comments of people that just don't get it. And I think even to this day, I still get the things like, you know, if you go in the gym, like, don't get too bulky, don't do too much. Like, people just I was don't in the beginning, it. don't get too skinny. And then you start going to the gym, like, get too bulky and I'm like that's the point no <laughs> literally yeah I'm trying to do bitch yeah I'm trying but it won't work <laughs> yeah I think particularly as well with like the older generation I think because kind of not so much my mum I think she's she has really come around to it in the last few years but kind of the generation above that they don't really understand like girls going and lifting heavy weights and things like that I guess wasn't really a thing back back in their day, whatever you know that phrase means. Um, so they just don't get it. It is something that is new to yeah. a certain degree. Um, it's weird, isn't it? 
I agree. I think usually when you get those comments, it's it is very much a reflection of them over you. Like, I think one thing just to kind of get in your head is people aren't going to understand and it's not our job to make them understand. Like, you can explain, you can sort of, you don't have to justify yourself. You can just sort of position the facts. And if they then choose not to understand, that's on them, not you. But usually when it does come from a place of actual negativity and not like a, you know, people like, oh, don't get too bulky. That's just like a lack of understanding, isn't it, realistically? When people actually make real negative comments, like it's, if they're not someone who you really value and it's not coming from a place of concern, it's their projections on you. Mm. It's their projections of their insecurities, their problems on you. Otherwise, why else would they do it? There's no other reason to do it, right? So I think sometimes you actually understand that. Like I'm not, we're not excusing the behavior because it doesn't make it okay. But actually, if you can just lean into the fact and go, okay, this person's probably going through a tough time themselves. This person probably isn't very happy. I'm just going to take it on the chin, explain what I'm doing and just understand that you know it's sad that they're in such a bad place that they feel that they need to put it on me. Yeah. And it's like a continuing thing as well. Like, can you sit down and say to them, look, like your negative comments don't make me feel good. Like I'm doing it for this reason. And you saying all of this to me, you know, it's hard. Yeah. All that as well. All that as well. Just tell them. Like, there is always going to be it but this is I think as well where it's really important to have like a network around you like this is why we're really big on our client community right because it depends where you're at like some people will have like really supportive families or maybe friendship groups that you go to the gym with or people in you in your workplace that are interested in fitness but some people don't have that luxury and you know there'll be people listening to this who are nodding their head going no, I don't have that luxury at all like my family don't really get it there are friends that get it it can feel very isolating and one thing that helps is just having people in your corner who, who do get it, right? Which is why we're big on client community, which is why like we're really happy to chat with people on Instagram, whether they're a client or not, because we we get it. And, you know, we just want you to feel, you know, have that safe space to chat about these things. And that's why we like love the little community we've got. Like they're brilliant. They all support each other, hype each other up because they know the value that that brings everyone else, knowing that there is someone else there backing them up and gets just gets what they're doing yeah absolutely I was I was going through um when I was making my reel for today I was going through like old client testimonials and the, and there was like and one bit of it I was like at the end and uh, she was basically saying she's like it's just like a little family now everyone's there for each other and I was like I'm gonna start crying <laughs> it genuinely I didn't I didn't I'm proud of you we are like a little family though and like just the connections those guys have formed with each other I think is really special as well like I know that they really help each other out which mm. makes our life easy it's like brilliant guys keep doing that because we, we don't have to do it on the right lot but yeah. it's nice. like I know like I'll sometimes get a check in like oh we're speaking to this person about this and she really helps well that's ace right because one thing that we love about the community and like we were talking about earlier like when we've got these clients who are mums and single mums and stuff I think they're absolute powerhouses but as busy as a human I am I cannot relate to what that's like yeah we can empathize we can you know we can understand but we can't really feel that whereas we've got other single mums or busy mums in our community and it's like well look speak to them because they get that you know we've got clients maybe who have you know things like adhd or things like that it's like well look speak with each other you know because you get it you know clients who are new to the gym it's like well she was new to the gym not so long ago look at her now like it's easy for us to say you'll be fine, but go and speak to her. And then you've got those people who you can actually really, really connect and relate with. And I think yeah. we never put any pressure on anyone to speak to anyone in the group. You know, some clients just keep themselves themselves and that's amazing. But 
those who do want that help and are happy to give that help, it's there. And I just think it's absolutely awesome. I really do. Uh-huh. We love you guys. We love you. Um, <laughs> but actually, that's it for today. Uh, that's that's enough emotion for Friday night. Uh, well, it's, it's not Friday night yet, Laura. It's probably bedtime. I know. To be fair, I'm a bit like, oh, gosh, I don't want to stay up for this. It's, film starts at 10 to 6, and I'm like, gosh, it's, it's going to be like two hours, so it's about 8 o'clock. So. It's a very late night, Lucy. And I know it's early morning because it's puppy classes, so... Oh, of course. How exciting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bless it. Amazing. Well, unless there's anything else, pressing topics or anything you guys will talk about, any controversies you've seen, any news? I don't think so, to be fair. It's been, oh. a, been a bit of a chill week, hasn't it? I say that. It has not been a chill week. It's been a weird week. But... Right. Like, not your car and all that. And oh, your face doesn't look swollen. Thanks. I don't remember about that. You're looking good, girl. Thanks. No, it's gone down and it's like a little bit red underneath, but um, for the most part, it's gone. So who knows what that was? Very weird. Very. Well, if that's everything, we'll love you and leave you. Thank you, obviously, for listening as always. And um, we shall see you on, uh, on another episode. Bye.